0: Hey, my name is Cyndra Kampoff and I'm a small town Minnesota gal, Minnesota nice as we like to say it, who followed her big dreams. I spent the last four years working as a mental coach for the Minnesota Vikings, working one-on-one with the players. I wrote a best-selling book about the mindset of the world's best, and I'm a keynote speaker and national leader in the field of sport and performance psychology. And I am obsessed with showing you exactly how to develop the mindset of the world's best so you can accomplish all your goals and dreams. So I'm over here following my big dreams and I'm here to inspire you and practically show you how to do the same. And you know, when I'm not working, you'll find me playing Miss Pac-Man. Yes, the 1980s game, Miss Pac-Man. So take your notepad out, buckle up, and let's go. This is the High Performance Mindset.
1: You know, and your immune system is, is your defense. You need a strong immune system to win the battle against this virus. So everything we're talking about from a positivity standpoint does boost your immune system. Positivity and optimism and, and belief and faith, all these things research shows does boost right. your immune system. So fear and pessimism and, and stress weaken your immune system. So now more than ever, we want to make sure that we win the mental battle right, so that absolutely. we can win the physical battle, win the mental battle so we can win the physical battle.
0: Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Sindra Kampoff, and a welcome to episode 320 with best-selling author John Gordon. And I am grateful that you are here, more grateful than ever. And if you know that mindset is essential to your success, then you are in the right place. And I am super duper pumped today to provide you an interview with John. John and I have scheduled this interview multiple times. And the last one I had to reschedule because I decided to go on a field trip with my son, Blake, my 10 year old. And I felt like today that life is happening for me, not to me. Meaning in December I debated, should I cancel John Gordon and go to the Christmas Carol with my son's class? And I was really struggling between work and family. And I decided to go to The Christmas Carol with Blake. It was amazing. And it turned out that interviewing John was the perfect time today. Now, if you're anything like me, the last week has been a whirlwind. I went from disbelief on Saturday and Sunday to what was happening in our country related to the coronavirus, to anxiety and fear Wednesday night that I couldn't sleep. My kids are at home now. Um, I'm balancing them being home while doing my work, and my husband is an elementary school principal. So we've had to really practice working on our mindset this week as I'm sure you have as well. I realize that if I'm feeling this way, you likely are too. So more than ever before, it is essential, essential that we master our mind. We stay positive despite the changes that you're going through. I know they can be difficult, but we have to take care of ourselves and nurture our mindset. So today, I interview the perfect guest for that. John Gordon is a best selling author, and his books and talks have inspired readers and audiences all around the world. His principles have been put to test by numerous Fortune 500 companies, professionals, college sports teams, school districts, hospitals, and nonprofits. He is the author of 20 books, including eight bestsellers, such as The Energy Bus, The Carpenter, Training Camp the power of positive leadership, the power of a positive team. And his latest is stay positive. John and his tips have been featured on the today show, CNN, CNBC, the golf channel, and his clients have included the LA Dodgers, Campbell soup, Dell, Southwest airlines, Miami heat, and the Los Angeles Rams. He and his consulting company and training company are passionate about helping positive leaders, organizations, and teams. And John is a graduate of Cornell University and holds a master's in teaching from Emory University. In this interview, we talk about how to stay positive through adversity and change, the strategies he's using to stay positive through this time, and I share those that I've been using, what makes the best teams and leaders, as a leader, what your team wants from you right now, and at the end, I ask him questions about how his writing and his social media process and what that has been and how he uses that to stay relevant. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. I'm working on attracting great guests for you, and that would help us get higher and higher on iTunes and ratings, which would help a lot. So thank you so much for doing that. And I have no advertisements on this podcast. It is solely for you to help you. So we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to John and I and let us know what was important to you in this interview. Tag us on social as you're listening and tell us your favorite parts. John is at JohnGordon11 on Twitter, and I am at mentally underscore strong. And you can find me everywhere else by just searching Sindra Campoff. And let me know the specific guests you'd like to hear in the future. Stay positive, my friends. Stay resilient. Stay mentally strong. And without further ado, here's John. Excellent. So if you're just joining us today here on the broadcast, John Gordon is the author of 20 books, eight bestsellers. John, you'll like this because I have about eight of your books right here. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us. And I really wanted to have you on. I've been wanting to have you on for quite some time, but I thought, well, isn't this a perfect time to have you on the the podcast on on the show here? So maybe just start and give people a little bit of background of your passion.
1: I'm passionate about developing positive leaders and and teams. I love to inspire people, to share positive energy with people, to help people stay positive through their challenges. So I work with a lot of organizations, a lot of leaders, a lot of people, a lot of teams. And my whole goal is positive leadership. We lead from the inside out. It starts with us first. And then how can we impact others on this journey? How can we then build a strong team, a, a connected and committed team? So I'm really passionate about that. I'm passionate about positivity and not, you know, Pollyanna positive, but the kind of positivity that we need right now. It's not about seeing the world through rose colored glasses. It's knowing that you have the power to overcome the thorns. So I'm really passionate about, you know, sharing this information with people. I love writing these books that people read and helps them become a better coach, a better leader, a better team member. A lot of it's around positive psychology and, and ways that we can feed the positive, weed the negative so that we can be our best. So just lo- I just love doing that kind of work and, and love impacting people.
0: Yeah, excellent. And I've read several of your books, obviously, but for those people who might not know uh, a little bit about your background, what struggle led you to where you are today, speaking and writing on positivity?
1: Oh, many struggles. I mean, it's funny because maybe not funny, but, but ironic that I'm, I'm pretty naturally negative. And so coming from a, a Jewish Italian family, a lot of food, a lot of, a lot of guilt, a lot of whine, a lot of whining. My dad was a New York City police officer, undercover narcotics. So he was fighting crime all the time, didn't see the world as a positive place. I grew up with a very, you know, negative kind of mindset. And so I had to learn to be more positive. And it was my wife who said to me, You know, I, I love you, but I'm not gonna spend my life with someone who makes me so miserable. You you need to change. Yeah. And that began this journey of becoming a more positive person. So it was my wife's ultimatum that really changed me. We have a book coming out in May called Relationship Grit, and it's yeah, about sticking together, staying together through challenges and, and obstacles and growing as, as a couple rather than growing apart, but growing together. So it was really her ultimatum that, that impacted me. And from that moment on, I said, you know, I, I need to be a more positive person. I need to work on this. I need to become the best version of myself. I, had to, I have to find my purpose and, and what I'm here to do, because I felt like I was in a job I didn't love, and so I said, "What am I born to do? Why am I here?" And writing and speaking came to me. And so after that, I, I knew that this is what I'm going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I right. didn't know what I was even going to write about at the time. I just knew I was going to write and speak. And you know, now 20-something books later, I found what I'm supposed to do.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like the the mess and the difficulty that leads us to our purpose. I think about my purpose and it was really the struggles I had in as, as an athlete and, and how I've gotten in my own way and my own mindset. And could you imagine not having these skills right now and going through this difficult time in our society? And you're just such a beacon of light. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, some questions that people have submitted for me to ask you, but one of the most relevant questions I think right now is what strategies do you think that we can use? And I love what you're posting on Twitter right now and all the other social media channels, but this is re- real for people. They're at home, <laughs> they're dealing with something we've never dealt with before. And there's a lot of stress and anxiety and fear. So what, have, you know, what would you suggest for people
1: who are listening? Yeah, we don't know what the future holds and that's right. part of it. And there's so much uncertainty. And when there's yeah. uncertainty, there's fear. And yeah. then fear leads to panic yeah. and panic leads to bad decisions. So it's really hard right now because we're all about wanting safety and security as, as people. And so what you have to understand is that even when it seemed like things were going great and everything was going perfect, yes. you thought you were in control, but you really weren't even in control then. That's nope. the thing. Control is really an illusion that we think we're in control. But that's why when we do little things like clean up our desk and, and now we're doing spring cleaning to organize and we're doing all these things, we're doing all these little things to make us feel more in control of our environment. But that's not a bad thing. Like Do those things if they make you feel great. But the bigger thing and the better thing is to actually see the big picture and know that you were never really in control in the first place, even though it seemed like it. Also- yeah. We can't go backwards. There's a lot of people right now who feel like this virus has stolen the great year they were gonna have. I mean, I was having my best year ever, making the greatest impact. The talks I were giving were, were so impactful. I felt so strong, felt healthy for the first time in, in years, because I was always dealing with a lot of health issues with gut health and food allergies and all these things that were causing me problems on the road. And I was always battling, you know, health. And here now, you know, I was feeling great and giving these great talks, and we were booking things like crazy, and and I have a team of speakers, and they were busy as can be, and we were doing trainings, and everything just came to a halt. Like, boom, like a lot of people. Everything just shut down so quickly. And as I talk about I'm getting very sad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you know, but I and, think
0: it's also an opportunity for us is to reach people in a different way. Yes, No.
1: And, and I'm not, but let me, yeah, let me go on that. Like, so it was like, yeah, it was great. Like everyone, like I know so many people were having their best year preparing for their best year, but right. you can't look at that. You can't say, right. well, what would have been, you have to focus on what will be. Instead, create what will be. What am I going to do now? What do I want now? How are we going to make this work now? And you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to change. We're doing a webinar tomorrow for, for my, you know, my audience. And basically, we have 6,000 people signed up for this, how to stay positive through challenges and change tomorrow. And right. so that's at JohnGordon.com, J-O-N-Gordon.com. So we're, we're basically promoting that. We're going to do it you know, like you're doing it on Zoom and then also broadcast it on Facebook. And normally we have 2,000 people signed up for a webinar, sometimes 3,000. We have 6,000 already. We'll probably get up to 8,000 by the time we do it. That's an opportunity to reach people, to make a difference, to impact them, to share a message that is preparing them now for their future. So what you're going through now will prepare you in some way into the future. I think so many times we say, what can we learn from this experience? But really, it's also about And that's important but what can we become from this experience
0: yeah that's good how will
1: this experience help us become a better person and i think about all the challenges of my life and the times i was almost bankrupt and lost my job during the dot-com crash and all the times that it seemed like we were gonna run out of money and and my life wasn't great and i didn't know what the future held all those times prepared me for now because that was when my my faith was born. That's when I learned to trust and just to surrender and to focus on what is and then adapt and change and improve as a result of that. So I think about all these moments in my past and how they prepared me for the future. And I truly believe that's what people are going to have to learn and go through now to become who they're meant to become.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think about like how this is a time for really us to build our resiliency skills and I've been asking a lot of my clients to ask themselves, "What's the opportunity?" and to keep asking themselves, "What's the opportunity?" Because I think those in business are gonna the ones that are gonna rise and stick with it and and stick with their business long term are the ones that are asking themselves, "What's the opportunity?" And you got to ask yourself maybe three, four, or five, six times to really like get at this because there can be so much anxiety and fear. So how are how have you been using these strategies personally?
1: Oh, (laughs) I got to do it. I got to do it every day I wake up. Because I wake up, I'm like, is this really happening? Like, is that just a bad dream? Did I watch a bad movie last night? Like, is this real? And so each morning I get up and I say, okay, I'm going to go take a walk. And I go take a walk and I come back and I feel better. I'm taking a lot of walks. That's why you could probably see the sunburn. I literally been walking. I live in Florida. So I've been walking so much. I've been, I'm sunburned. That's wonderful. I I live in
0: Minnesota and you cannot see sunburn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. In Minnesota, there's no sunburn going on. No, but Uh, it's sunny. (laughs) Oh, it is. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so for me, I I think also people are feeling like, you know, they're quarantined and, you know, social distancing, which I'm a, I'm a fan of, and I know we have to do it and I'm doing that. I'm practicing it, but that doesn't mean you should stay inside the whole time, like get outside and get some fresh air go for a walk. You need the fresh air even if it's cold in Minnesota. You still need the fresh air. So get outside, get around nature, feel the fresh air, take a little walk, come back, social distance but also do things that are really good for your health. So I'm doing that every day, taking walks, keep my sanity, and I'm thinking about the projects that that I have to work on in the future. Okay, this is going to something I'm going to do this over the next month. You know I'm a writer, so I practice social distancing every time I write a book and right. usually I write a book every December it takes me about three to four weeks. So for three to four weeks, I pretty much get up, I write, I go take a walk, I come back, I write some more, I take it easy, I go run some errands, come back, think about what I'm going to write, edit the stuff, get ready to bed, get to go to bed, do it the same thing again. So I do that literally for a whole month anyway. So again, for me, it's a little easier and I understand it's a bigger challenge for others, but, but that's how I'm approaching it. What can I create now? How can I help people doing this free, you know, webinar tomorrow? How can I make an impact doing that? How can I share messages that will help people? And I think that's the thing, like the more that I help others and reach out to others and, and become a positive light for others and positively contagious instead of negatively contagious, the better I feel about myself. So yeah. I find that the more I'm doing that, doing that and reaching out to others, the better I feel. If I'm focusing on myself, yeah. I'm going to be miserable. If I focus right. on myself, I'm going to be negative. But if I can help others, we start to feel better. So find a way to help. And I know, here's the thing, we're, we're so used to volunteering in a time of, of, of crisis, but we really can't go volunteer because we're not allowed to be around people. That's the hardest part. So find other ways to love, to serve, and to care. Make a call, Skype with someone, Zoom with someone. Just really reach out to people who are struggling, be there for the people in your life, start doing things with your family, use this as a time to connect with your family. And, you know, my wife and I have been spending a lot of time together. <laughs> and we were, we were saying like, it's, gonna, it's a good thing our book Relationship Grit comes out in May because couples are going to really need it in May. <laughs>
0: They are because they're good.
1: Yeah,
0: that's good. And I I think I read about how you know you wrote Energy Bus in like three and a half weeks. I've been I w I had a book that I got back at too. And so, you know, just um, thinking about a new project and starting one is a really great idea. So a couple of questions people had submitted for me to ask you is you know, your book, The Power of Positive Leadership and The Power of a Positive Team. What strategies do you think that teams can use right now? Or give us a sense of what you think, you know, the best teams do in these difficult times.
1: Well, what they can do right now is, again, you may not be able to connect physically, but just because you're practicing socially distancing, you don't need to be uh, distance emotionally, right? So it's about being right. emotionally connected. So how can we connect emotionally? So I would get the team together, I would actually do a Zoom with the team, and everyone has their own little window, so you can actually see each person on the team. Coach could be on there, coaching staff, uh, all the all the student athletes together, and I would do a team building exercise while you're practicing, in, in, uh, you know while you're practicing team building and exercises together. Come up with some questions, get to know each other a lot better. Who's your hero? Tell us about a highlight in your life. Tell us about a hardship that you faced that made you who you are today. You right. could do all these kind of team building exercises. And I, I have a whole list of them in the power of a positive team. So if you haven't read that, people could, could find those exercises or just Google it, John Gordon, top team building exercises, and you'll see them there. And you can start practicing some of these team building exercises, but do it virtually. And I would do that and use this time to do that because again, what a great time to really slow down and connect. I just had Kurt Warner on my podcast. I just interviewed him. There's no way I would have had Kurt Warner on my podcast if it was regular time, because he's so busy, but things slowed down for him as well. And he was able to find some time to get on it. So it's about making time now for the things maybe we wouldn't make time for and connecting as a team is essential.
0: And what do you think in terms of leadership? What do you see that the best leaders are doing right now in, in this difficult time?
1: Yeah. Well, During times of uncertainty, leaders need to lead with faith and they need to communicate, communicate, communicate with transparency, with authenticity. They need to confront the facts, talk about the facts, embrace the facts, address the facts, talk about the real situation of what's going on. Don't sugarcoat it, don't be Pollyanna. Talk about the issues, but then talk about, this is what we're gonna do going forward. This is our plan of action. It may change based on circumstances, and then we'll have to communicate some more. But this right. is where we are now. This is where we're going. And you have to make sure you're communicating, 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 not just collectively, but also individually. Right. So I'm trying to f- personally reach out to one or two people from my team each day to just connect with them and talk to them and just develop that bond. So I think that's essential as a leader right now is to communicate to your team, communicate one-on-one, not every day you can't get to everyone every day, but make sure you reach one person a day And then make sure you're leading with faith instead of fear, because there's a lot of fear right now. So your team is filled with fear. You need to lead with faith. They need your optimism more than ever. So so share it. And leadership is a transfer of belief. So make sure you're transferring your positive beliefs to them.
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, Leadership is a transfer of beliefs. Choose faith, not fear. And do you see them, you know, what are some specific suggestions you might give us in terms of how do you lead with faith, not fear? Is it the language you use? Like, is it, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it's through the communication. It's first and foremost through your own belief. So you got to feed yourself first. You got to be the coffee bean, right? Right. We're in a big pot of boiling hot water right now. And when you put that carrot into hot water, it gets soft. A lot of people right now are getting weakened by the environment. You put that egg into hot water, it gets hardened by its environment. A lot of people right now are getting bitter. They're angry. They're frustrated. Can't do that as a leader either. You put that coffee bean into blowing hot water, it transforms the water into coffee. We don't even call it water anymore. We give it a new name. And so you need to be that coffee bean where you're transforming every environment you're in into coffee so that's your job as a leader now right now is don't allow these circumstances to affect you instead you have to feed yourself so you have it you need to share that with your team so you can help them and transform them because if you're negative if you're pessimistic you're not going to help anyone and that's what i find i have to be someone who could lead my team in that in that positive way and it's also okay to be honest you know hey i'm i'm really struggling right now. Like the other day on Monday, I was dealing with a lot of range of emotions and Monday was a tough day for me. I think I, I feel everyone's angst and challenges. I'm an empath. So I just feel all the, the yeah. energy and, the, and the, the tension that people feel in the world. I just somehow feel it every Monday, it seems. Sunday night and Monday are <laughs> rough for me and they, are, they usually are. So this Monday was a little rough and, and, I, and I, here's what I know. This too shall pass. And even this feeling will pass. And even in those moments of, of feeling that angst, there's a belief that the best is yet to come. And there's a trust that somehow, some way, it will work out. And I think it's important to have that optimism and that faith during these times. And then make sure you're communicating as a leader, sharing it with others, and leading from the inside out, like the coffee bean.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. So another question that I had uh, submitted for you is just kind of give us a little insight on how you've built, you know, what you've built in terms of one person asked me to ask you, you know, how do you find time to write? They love the content you put out there on social media. So tell us, you know, what is your mindset when you're serving in that way? And and, uh, what's your perspective on why that's important?
1: So my mindset is, what am I supposed to write Now it's really being open to what I'm supposed to write. And then I write every December for about three to four weeks. I usually know the book I'm going to write, always know it at that time, what book I'm going to write, what the message is, the basic structure. I don't really write it down. I just have the basic structure in my head. And then I begin the process of starting to write the book from the beginning and slowly the book just starts to unfold. So that's that's my process. I get up every day. I write in the morning. As I said, I, I middle of the day, I take it easy at night. I read what I wrote, I edit. So I get new fresh ideas. I'm always writing notes of new ideas I have. And then I write some more after that. So just all depends, but like the coffee bean was more, you know, it's not a very long book. So I wrote that, you know, with Damon and pretty much wrote it like in a couple of days of just putting it together of, of what it should, should be and the inspiration behind that. But for the most part, most of the books, That's what I do. And it's really just knowing what I'm supposed to write next. So I've got relationship grit. And then after that, I have a book called the garden and the garden is about overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. And it's ways to do that. And it's a spiritual fable. So it's not going to be like my other books. It's going to be a little different than my other books. And I even say it's a spiritual fable to let people know. So, um, but it, it really does share Moments like this of what's going
0: on. I know, you're learning a lot right now. And, and, and how, well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm seeing
1: it play out. You know, I share the five D's in this book and, and there's doubt, which there's a lot of doubt right now. And then there's distortion where you distort truth with, with lies. So we see a lot of lies and fear and uncertainty. And then we see a lot of discouragement happening and there's a lot of distractions going on, which is the fourth D. And then the fifth D is division and we're being isolated and divided. And we're seeing these D's play out and they affect an individual, they affect a team, They affect a marriage. So it's really the answer to the five D's this book is uh, to overcome the fear and the doubt and the anxiety as a result of these five D's so that we can win the battle and and conquer it and create the life that we were meant and born to live. So I'm excited about this coming out. I wish it was coming out right now because it would be something that I know would benefit a lot of people even as my publisher. Can I just send, send the Word document to everyone? And um, they're like, no, you can't do that. But it's something <laughs> I, I wanted to do.
0: And so the other piece of that is how do you approach what you do on social media? Um, you know, just the way that you get out there with some really positive content. What's your perspective and your mindset on that?
1: You know, a lot of times it's, it's, it's things that I'm dealing with. So, right. or, I'm, or someone reaches out for advice and I respond to them and I go, Oh, I need to share that with everyone else. So a lot of times it's, I get my best ideas in helping people. So as I'm, texting someone or emailing someone or someone reaches out on social media. I try to respond to anyone who's facing a challenge. And a lot of times my best ideas for those people are something that I know I should share with other people as well. So a lot of times it's that it's things that I'm, I'm dealing with, or it might be some things I wrote in a book previously that I'm now posting on social. So it really is just whatever comes to me and what I'm, what I'm supposed to share in that moment. Other times it's, all right, let's post something from this book based on, the situation, what people are going through and sharing that. But a lot of times it's, again, I want to help coaches. I want to help leaders. I want to help teams. I want to help organizations. I want to help people dealing you know, with their kids. So in all facets, I'm just sharing what I feel inspired to share in that moment. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. So John, I am so grateful for the time that you spent today with us and you gave us such important nuggets that are going to help us, you know, deal with this difficult time that everybody around the globe is experiencing. So what final advice would you give to people who are listening right now?
1: I would, I would say, you know, it's everything I'm going to talk about what you believe will ultimately determine what you create and I feel really horrible for all the people going through this right now. And from a health standpoint, there are a lot of elderly people, people with compromised immune systems that are dealing with this. And I really feel for those people. So I believe we're all doing this for them because most of us are going to get it. We will get this. We will get this virus. You're going to get this virus most likely in the next year. or it. we we'll We're all get it. So I think I had it actually, I think I already got it. And okay. so I really think it's yeah. You know, bad headache the other day. I, I'm pretty much all the symptoms I seem to have, and one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I'm staying away from people as well. I don't want to I don't want to give this to anyone. Right. So the fact that I think I got it, the fact that um, you know, I feel like I responded well, came out feeling fine. You hear a lot of people on the news that are, you know, a lot of people are going to get it and respond well and come back and recover. We know that most people do recover. It's right. the percentage of people that get it that, that don't. So we're really thinking about them. And so we need to pray for them. We need to do these things for them. And we need to try to you know, keep ourselves as healthy as possible. And I guess I would lead people with that. This is something that attacks your immune system in many ways. And, you know, and your immune system is, is your defense. You need a strong immune system to win the battle against this virus. So everything we're talking about from a positivity standpoint, does boost your immune system, positivity and optimism and and belief and faith all these things research shows does boost right. your immune system, so fear and pessimism and, and stress weaken your immune system, so now more than ever, we want to make sure that we win the mental battle right, so that we absolutely. can win the physical battle, win the mental battle so we can win the physical battle. See that just came out, and I'm actually going to go tweet that right now okay so, that's going
0: to be great you're yeah, going you to win say, the mental hey, battle too to, to, so yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Exactly. Thanks, Kendra, for making that happen. And so we got to win the mental battle to, to win the physical battle. And I think that's really something that people need to understand.
0: Yeah. And I think about it like I already knew that you can't take a day off of training your mind. But now I really know, you know, that it's like it's something that we have to make sure this is really helping us, not hurting us. And, and reduce every day, anxiety. every day and choose faith over fear. I like that you said that. Choose optimism over pessimism choose like this belief over doubt. So John, I'm so grateful that you are on the show today. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And I appreciate your time and your energy and all the amazing work that you do out there, inspiring people all around the globe.
1: Cindy, I want to say thank you for the work that you do. I know you work with a lot of athletes, a lot of coaches. I know that you do a lot of work in, in the field of psychology and coaching and making an impact. So keep up the great work that you do. You know, we're all in this together and I think that we need a lot of voices that are all helping all the right. all the people that are hearing the negative voices and right. listening to those negative voices. And again, we got to confront the reality, but we also have to maintain optimism for our health and for our future. Because you know this isn't just a health crisis; this is going to become an economic crisis. And if people lose their jobs and 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 people don't, if a lot of businesses go under, we're going to really have a a global recession and depression that is also going to wreak havoc on people. So. So it really hits us at all levels. So we just gotta make sure that we are taking care of ourselves first, inside out. Take care of yourself emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, so that you can be stronger for everyone else. And if we do that, we'll get through this. And on the other side of this, we'll be stronger as well.
0: Awesome, thank you so much, John.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Way to go for finishing another episode of the High Performance Mindset. I'm giving you a virtual fist pump Holy cow, did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, remember to subscribe and you can head over to Dr. Sindra for show notes and to join my exclusive community for high performers where you get access to videos about mindset each week. So again, you can head over to Dr. Sindra. That's D-R-I-C-I-N-D-R-A.com. See you next week.